Hi, and welcome to another episode of Startup Stories, where I interview the best and brightest startup founders and experts so you can be ahead of the curve with your own startup venture. This episode brings us together with Alex Ballerstone from Agora, a virtual startup launcher providing all the necessary tools for entrepreneurs, no matter the stage of their journey. Starting your own venture can be a very scary project with many unknowns. How do you find the idea for your startup? How can you make sure not to make too many mistakes and fail? Where can you get support in form of advice and money? These and many more questions go through the heads of every aspiring startup founder and they are one of the reasons Alex started Agora. His goal is to offer a one-stop shop for early stage ventures where aspiring and active entrepreneurs can go and get the support they need. In this episode, we dive into the story of Agora, their target audience, how Agora is different from other platforms, as well as more personal topics like the importance of mindset for entrepreneurs and what Alex did especially well and not so well while working on Agora. Having Alex on the show was a delight and I learned a lot from our conversation, which is why I'm super excited to share this conversation with all of you today. Enjoy. All right, Alex, thanks so much for joining the podcast and taking the time. Of course, looking forward to it. I really, really appreciate it, especially because we're going to talk about a topic that's, um, that I'm really interested in, and it's, it's pushing entrepreneurship forward. It's supporting aspiring entrepreneurs. So maybe we jump right in and you can tell us you know, a little bit about yourself and the idea behind your startup. Yeah, absolutely. It probably helps always to give a bit of context. Um, so I'm just finishing. I'm from the UK. Uh, I'm just finishing off Warwick University. I study international business at the moment. Um, studied law for a year. Uh, wasn't a big fan of it. And then transferred to a four new four-year course, which had a year of exchange at HEC Paris last year. Um, about three years ago, I started one of the largest student conferences in the UK called Warwick Congress, which was the first multidisciplinary conference in the UK. Uh, basically because I thought there wasn't a lot of, well, there weren't any, in fact, conferences in the UK that allowed students to essentially take current affairs and look at them from multiple perspectives, which is what we did. Um, I was then on exchange, as I mentioned, at HEC last year. So, you know, starts to get involved. You, you go to things like VivaTech, you get involved with Station F. Um, I was involved a little bit um, on an ICO project, which sort of changed my perspectives a little bit. And then you know, it was around September last year, um, I started my current startup, which is called Agora. Um, it's essentially what we call a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs. Um, I set out with one of my co-founders who used to run the first student run incubator in the UK. And essentially, you know, from that, we came together and went, you know, we, we didn't think there was a good enough online environment available um, for entrepreneurs and SMEs. And even, you know, large demographic of sort of B2B and B2C players, not, you know, being able to get the key essential resources um, to start their business off the ground so you know from that we built a team of about 12 around it just through various projects that i've done over the last few years um and essentially we're in the midst of getting our first platform out for the end of this month um we're doing our first fundraising rounds this june um and it evolves around a number of you know products on the inside um predominantly at the moment, we're working on external products and service providers, so all the essential resources that are need. In the long term, we want to great integrate those into our platform and, and a workspace through APIs, um, an online sort of curriculum and our own sort of startup essentials course, and then a community platform 
then in the future we're sort of looking to you know funding uh mentoring and sort of other related services yeah so really yeah the, the division is it's really broad yeah it's it's, it's broad shop. yeah it's, it's, pretty it's much that. broad yeah um yeah and we've got it down to one line now so you know. yeah that's good it's a it's a it's a it's a broad vision which is which is really really nice to to hear as an entrepreneur uh, you know that's going to be the platform where i can go to and get everything i need that's the end <laughs> what's what's the business model behind agora so i saw i saw online there's a you gotta or you're gonna offer a free free sign up and then there's going to be multiple plans that you offer um is, is that going to be the the business yeah. model so the the entrepreneurs pay a monthly fee yeah, so predominantly it works around a freemium model. Uh, you know, when we started off, you immediately go very B to C. So, you know, you look at, you know, you think, right, let's, you know, in terms of scale, it's going to be the easiest to go to that. And then essentially we got some advisory uh, support a, few, about a month ago now saying that, you know, your focus needs to be on the B to B, which we uh, were as well at the same time. Um, but I think, you know, we shifted a little bit more towards that. So, you know, what does that mean in essence? You know, you know, our four main channel strategies at the end of the day look at existing co-workings, incubators and accelerators, um, corporate innovation programs that are coming up and then sort of university enterprise programs, sort of the educational sphere. So essentially a freemium model working on group license subscriptions as well, whereby, you know, we then look at our services and then we essentially aggregate them into, you know, the three and premium offering and provide that on a license basis to those institutions obviously you know you've got to look at the, there's a lot in the uk you know which is obviously our first market there's you know there's a i'm trying to think off the top of my head i think there's about 400 incubators and accelerators in the uk and you do find a lot of them wow. close at the end of the day it's a big number i may have that yeah. wrong but i think it's about that but you know the thing is because there are so many you have a lot of smaller ones as well which just you know are so small that they don't have these resources and that's why they're shutting um yeah and you've got a lot of university innovation programs that are just coming out in the UK. I mean, you've, you've got some good ones like, you know, Imperial, you know, LBS have a launch pad, but you know, the further probably north you go, these are just starting to, you know, come out of the woodwork. Um, so, you know, again, they're you know quite a prime, you know, sort of target in that sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it struggles, straddles between B2B and B2C in the freemium distinction. Yeah. How did you, how did you, I mean, you came up with the with the idea. How did you test that there were people with a need for that, that or such a need that they would, you know, pay you? And that's that's yeah. That's B two C is one one question, and then B two B as well. You know, how 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 did you test that? I think you know that's always an ongoing thing, um, and I think the thing is because we've got such a broad model, you know, you're always refining, um, and you know that comes along with you know some conversations that we're having with you know, a few fairly large organizations at the moment in terms of looking at the sphere um, of, you know, are there parts of our platform they want to work on developing developing with us, if that makes sense. Mm. So a lot of it originally came through, you know, a lot of advisory support from, I suppose, some relatively, you know, big players in the industry and helping us to refine from day one, which was sort of at the end of last year. Um, and then, you know, it's really just going out there and having a lot of conversations with people and you've got to be at the grassroots level. Um, so, you know, I'm involved in a project in Birmingham at the moment, um, which, you know, is creating a sort of new co-working acceleration space uh, to aggregate the universities up there. And, you know, you start to you know understand it even through our own sort of, uh, you know, experience as well, what's there. So, you, you know, you talk with existing incubators and accelerators, um, a lot of smaller ones, you talk to a lot of the bigger ones. And yeah, you know, a lot of people will go, well, you know, this doesn't work inevitably because the way it works is, 
you know, WeWork has its own products and services store. So, you know, you immediately think if you're on WeWork, you've got everything there. And that's what they're trying to build as a lifestyle brand. But, you know, once you start talking a lot more down the food chain, I suppose, um, you realize, you know, a lot of things are really not there. And, you know, for some people, access to finance is, um, you know, the it may seem easy if you've got the right networks but realistically in the uk i think about you know 90 percent of the financing is down in the southeast of london so if you're outside yeah. of there um it's not easy so you know I'm, i mean i'm from you know the southeast so you know i may see it in one perspective but like if i go to birmingham it's a different world but it's, it was you know basically through talking you know a lot of the grassroots level a lot of the current organizations there as well and you know as i say it's a continuous continuously changing piece um you know as we you know, sort of rinse and repeat i suppose so, so you had that idea. You talked to a lot of people. What, what? Because a lot of people I talk to that you know are thinking about an idea they have, they don't know what what to do next. Um, so, what what were your first steps um, that you took after you decided, okay, we we want to do something in this in this space? Well, that's the thing. You, I mean, you have a lot of information um, and usually too much of it. And the way yeah. that you know this distinction works is the whole you know all of our products are decentralized. So, you know, if you want to do your funding, you'll go to one provider, mentoring's the same. And if you have more specific services, if you're, you know, a more developed organization, you may go to something like, you know, Upwork and freelancing at the end of the day, yeah. or a course on Skillshare, for example. Um, so in terms of, you know, what we thought were the essential services, that's, again, that came a lot again with, you know, uh, you know, the talking. And I think, you know, I think it's very hard for us to say, you know, you get your MVP out in a, you know, the MVP can can be a lot of things you know if you're looking at uber you know it could be you know just clarifying the situation that you know i think i think i heard that you know they were standing at taxi rank when it started off for example and they were just getting feedback essentially on would you like to take a chauffeur driven car basically mm. you know for us with such a big you know product range um it took probably a lot longer in terms of product development uh to, you know bring out the one but it was again it was talking to a lot of people in terms of what they wanted and you, you know you can't I think for us, you, you can't build a funding platform um, into something like this, which is entirely community driven, unless you've got, you know, your three basic services there, which is, you know, when we went, those three that I outlined earlier were the essentials that we needed there to build up the base of, you know, essential resources of what we thought essential first. Mm. So you, you, we talked a little bit about, you know, being at university and, and, and starting out. Uh, yeah. So you, you mentioned to me that you bootstrapped um how how did your life look like during that phase I, yeah sure i mean i think some good training for that came from running the congress from the warwick congress um you know three years ago again you know that became essentially one of the largest student teams in the country of 70 people that i was running mm. um and that was all run independently so you know we had to get lawyers on for that accountants insurers you know the whole shebang so you know that was essentially good training bootstrapping for agora um wasn't i wouldn't say necessarily something that was entirely new to me um, um especially because we had you know we had traction fortunately with you know wider network and what we we're trying to do etc etc and it wasn't just one person running it um but you know uh when you study business i mean i think more in the eu it's uh, more intense than what you'd be doing in the uk but you have a lot of flexibility in your time um and the approach in the uk is more research driven um, as opposed to, you know, at least from my experience, from what I've seen in EU unis and HEC last year, mm. um, you have a lot more modules and a lot more practical work. Um, you don't have that in the UK. Yes, you do have practical work, but there's less of it. Um, so, you know, you get given the time to, you know, run what you want, if you may, 
um, as and how you want. So you know, there's a lot of flexibility there to you know essentially work off your wider network as well, which is what I think Warwick's helped with greatly. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, being at uni, you, yeah, you, as you said, you have the time and minimal risk, really. Not it's the best family. time to do anything, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uni is an interesting thing because you know it's two sides of the spectrum. On one side, you know. And I've heard this in, I think, some of your interviews and, you know, lots of other, you know, lots of people say it. When you go to, you know, I suppose St. Garden or you go to Warwick, it's very, um, you know, business orientated in the sense of, you know, your only route could be you know, become a lawyer, consultant or banker. Yes, there are others around that, but it's it gets you into a mindset whereby, I suppose, and I, I don't say it's in a negative fashion because I think it works for a lot of people, but, you know, you don't look at what's out there or you don't test your perception because, you know, you're used to being told what's going to happen. Um, and that's what business schools are at the end of the day. They are businesses. Mm. They're selling a brand. On the other side, it's when you start, you know, when we started off the Congress, um, you know, you start getting into, a, we started fortunately getting into a lot of, you know, I suppose senior meetings very quickly, which started essentially testing you in terms of what was possible. Um, and, you know, from there, we, you know, we accounted every single, you know, you set up one of the largest student things in the UK, you, 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 encounter every single problem that you can imagine so you know legal yeah. issues yeah. um you know you've got to become a lawyer overnight um at some points uh you know getting speakers on board and it's the same with agora in terms of you know yeah things you know from the beginning in terms of you know looking for uh, financing for june and keeping everything open it's great but then you know when we've got a team spread out in you know sort of five six countries it's in time zones it's an issue it's you know it's just something you learn to live with yeah yeah I, I, it's it's I also worked in a... Which you'll respect as well, won't you? Because yeah. <laughs> same boat, yeah. isn't it? So. I, I also worked in a student association organizing events and, and, and all that. And it, it really... Yeah. I mean, yours is on a much bigger scale, but I can really see how it helps you. Well, you, you, you're faced with problems early on and you learn how to deal with them. It's, it's just like a startup, but you have no financial risk, uh, really. Or that was at least for yeah, me. Sometimes you don't have the sponsorship as well. Exactly. Yeah, if you don't have the <laughs> That's sponsorship. That's the interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so um, we're yeah. we're jumping a bit around with the topics, but I I wanted to because you you were you were mentioning the mindset. Um, that's yeah. really important, and that can be, and it, it was for me as well because because I was at a business university, and as you said, the the trajectory was consultant banker, um, and everything else was bit special so how how do you get into the you know the, the entrepreneur mindset in in such an environment because it's crucial to have that yeah absolutely i think yeah I, I think you know again you've got to take countries differently on this i mean if you're in switzerland and you you know you come across things like you know star or eth entrepreneurs club and you know the various fantastic projects that at least i've come across there you know you're in a very good place to start it and i think you know switzerland is very prone at the moment um, especially in you know in Zug with all in the crypto valley and everything like that to you know starting a lot of things from scratch and you know seeing how it goes. Um, UK is different. I mean, you know, how can you get into entrepreneurship? I think it's a mind game. Um, I think you've just really got to jump in the deep end and see how you do yourself. Um, you've, uh, you know, in terms of learning, yes, there's a lot of resources out there, but it's really about you know just starting something and failing a few times. And I think. You know, the biggest thing is you've got, you know, you're talking about mindset. You've got to adapt your mindset to just, you know, accepting failure as part of your, you know, your day-to-day -day life. Um, if you don't accept that uh, or you don't learn from that, it's going to become very hard. So, you know, I'd, you know, I'd say the, the thick and fast about it is, 
it's about practicality it's about you know working on projects yourself and understanding what is and what isn't possible because you know the basic skills that you know uni doesn't teach you you know managing a team um you know (laughs) relationship no (laughs) relationship management you know with senior people um you know common sense um you know okay some you know a university brochure may sell that to you but it really you know at least five years of doing bachelor's degrees i can tell you in the uk that doesn't happen and i've seen that um you know it's you know it's about jumping two feet in um you know gary vaynerchuk is i think you know he's not a good example of this case he says you know but a lot of what he says is very true about this yeah okay it may be over the top a little bit sometimes but it really is it is really i mean but he i mean the guy's got a content machine of five people working on what he's producing all the time but yeah yeah, apparently what i've been told but you know you've got to jump in the deep end you've got to fail you know even if you know you just got to accept that you don't need the necessities of you know you know all the nice things in life that you know a good salary may bring you you know if you can live basically and you can try things that's you know where you're going to get happiness from i suppose yeah yeah definitely it's really just just doing it and and Exactly. You it's know, like, like you say, it, just do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Um, I have, I have a, a one more question regarding regarding Agora um, that popped up, and you probably have an answer for it. Um, so you offer you offer you know content, you offer services, you offer the, the community. Um, yeah. I was one. I, I was looking at the website and I, and I thought, okay, but can't I? I mean, and you mentioned it before. You can get it somewhere else. You can get, you know, content contents everywhere right now. Um, the communities you can you could go into LinkedIn groups or Facebook Facebook groups. What's the you know what's the special thing about Agora that that's going to make it better than than all these all these uh, you know services and, and contents and and communities that are separated. So I mean, the USP quite simply is that we bring everything together. So. You know, the, the simple fast problem is at the end of the day, people just don't know where to go. That's the issue. And that's, you know, the point about bringing, excuse me, the brand together to make, you know, to essentially, you know, bring, aggregate all those services and to have that community effect whereby over time you move through. So, I mean, yes, there are other platforms that you could say, you know, there's a big one in the US called startups.co, for instance, which, you know, I think has about a million users and it's a good resource. But, you know, when you look at it, a lot of those services, have been bought over time so you know at least from what I, I could be wrong but i've been into the platform and at least from what i've seen um you know there's no overarching you know for, you pay a subscription but there's no overarching framework between you know i think there's about five six you know individual products on there as well um yeah. so you know we're not saying for example you know a long-term course we're not saying you know we're going to build that up to be you know, the best in the best in the world but what we are doing are essentially having conversations with a lot of relevant people uh you know with each of these individual products to make that you know the go-to place and essentially bring you know what other external partners could improve with us together at the same time so you know if you don't know it's where you will then know where to go for what you need to do to productize your business yeah i I mean it's it's a huge value um to have a trusted source to get different different uh products from uh, I'm, I'm you see, that, that, that's the word. Yeah, trust is you know the you know the word of the matter in terms of what you got to do to go out there. And I think you know we you know we're not trying to replace a yeah. Well, you know, in some ways, you know, you, some would say we're trying to replace an incubator or accelerator. But you know, 
physically that's very hard to do when you're not using a co-working space so you know part of our program is you know we're going out there from may june um to do a lot of you know demo days in cities as well so what we will plan what we are doing are you know in the uk a lot of regional locations and in major eu cities you know uh we go into a main location you know we work with our partners that we built up over the last few years you know we do a yeah i mean something like a fireside chat and then sort of demo day style event uh with some you know proof of concept funding and you know bringing some investors as well to essentially you know aggregate the community to you know show we're out there as well you know physically definitely what's the as a as a as a, an entrepreneur what's the what's the first maybe i don't know if we call it mvp but the first product i'm going to see as soon as you launch you know because you're going to launch and end of this month or that's the plan yeah that's the what's plan the, so that's the first you know, thing i'm going to see so you'll see the first version of our startup essentials course in line with a curriculum that we've built um and then so we've got about 15 partners at the moment on the product and services side so you know you know, things like banking providers, insurtech, you know, expense management, you know, sort of more essential services that you need there. Um, we've, we've got 15, roughly 15 partners through that. Um, and then the community-driven platform to an extent on there as well. And then in terms of what we do with the future of that, that's when we can start looking at all the refinement around the funding rounds. And then, you know, our main thing sits around, uh, you know, the funding, you know, platform in the future. And, and the main premise of that is, you know, we're looking to, is to be a place whereby the community have the option to finance at the same time, um, but equally when you've got your startups on it at the same time, you know, we can aggregate all of our partners and, you know, for example, a lot of corporate innovation programs who, you know, if they're doing lots of small, small amounts of investment at the same time, um, especially in you know, the pre-seed sort of pre demographic that we're very much looking at at the beginning, an ideation, uh, you know, that will help productize a lot of other players in the system. Yes, you've got matching algorithms and, everything you need on that as well but that's where the value will be working across yeah very cool very cool nice um so i asked you uh, before the before the uh the actual interview i asked you a few questions um on a survey i just wanted to to talk about some of the points because uh, i think it, it it's very interesting for for listeners and and entrepreneurs um on based on your experience what's what would you say is one thing that you did really well um, working on your startup and that you, you know, that others um, should try to emulate? I think you've just got to do things. Um, I think a lot of people get bogged down at the end of the days of waiting. You know, that's, that's probably just from something I've learned through the Congress. You've just got to learn to do things. And so you just go ahead with building stuff. Um, you know, I think what you have at the end of the day is, you know, especially what you learn at university, you have a lot of tech people who build apps, but then forget the whole business side. But then on the other side, you have a lot of business students who want to start something, but then, you know, don't know how to build the tech. Um, and a big issue is bringing the two together. So at least from what I've always tried to do, my background's obviously much more businessy than anything tech related, um, is just look at, you know, everything and everything and think, you know, everything will fit into place at the end of the day. So, you know, be that legalities, um, you know, be that product side, be that partnerships. I think, you know, there's a huge amount of everything, you know, you could say there's 20 different things, you know, categories of things you've got to do at the end of the day. You've just got to go ahead with all of them and try and balance them as much as possible. Yeah, that's totally, <laughs> you can, you can, you can. Yes, it's a scary thought, isn't it? It's a scary thought, but it's, it's. Yeah, but you can, you can die planning, you know, you can. Uh, well, exactly. If you don't exactly. get out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so we got the good side. What's, what's one thing you, you did really badly? <laughs> um while working on your startup and you would say <laughs> just don't repeat that 
I think that again, that's probably the product side. Um, I think because I'm my background is much more businessy. I think you know, and because our model is so broad, um, you can often forget the fundamentals of what you want to bring out. So you know, look, we've had lots of conversations with lots of different people in terms of what you can build and what needs to be in it. And I think you know, because the product range is so large at the end of the day, you know, you can almost forget of what you're trying to get out there. Um, but I think you know, my yeah, I wouldn't repeat that again. Um, you know, as a being a big thing, you know, most of the people on our team do products or components anyway. Um, but I think, you know, I think what I would say against that is because we're quite a hybrid model. So, you know, you could look at it as a sort of virtual incubator and a you know, startup at the same time. I think, you know, you're always thinking you've got to build up enough traction to, you know, want someone to be able to advise and, you know, essentially invest in you. Um, and if you yeah. haven't got that traction, fine, you know, yes it's not the us and you know investment's not a lot more you know ready and fast over there than it is in the eu but you know there are some people over here that even in the early days will come in with you um if you've got the right business mindset traction behind you yeah so focus you would say is would be the word yeah yeah i mean but then that's that's something you're learning for the next you know 50 years <laughs> so yeah. i don't think there's a full stop yeah, yeah. it's it's rare to be really good at that early on um, yeah, but yeah, I, I once talked to someone else, um, and he said you should you should really focus so so hard on something really specific that it's it, it kind of gets uncomfortable, uncomfortably niche, you know, like nobody would want that. Um, so I thought that was that was an interesting take also to just for the beginning really focus on. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm actually looking as we speak at something that Start Global posted who a guy called Frank Fellon, uh, who spoke, I believe, and it says, focus on your product team, long-term values, and luck will find you. And, you know, I couldn't agree with that anymore. So, <laughs> I read that as well this morning. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I mean, I think that is, you know, very good. And, you know, if you try and put the right building blocks in place at the end of the days, yes. Uh, you know, I think my opinion is of the matter, you know, it's about going to events. You know, if you want to meet investors, if you want to, you know, create traction, if you want to get advisors, if you want to get, you know, your first customers, for events you know i think a lot of people in the uk just you know at least in the university context just you know sit at university and they don't go out there and i appreciate that's not the easiest thing if you're not studying in london uh where most of the activity is but you know we're just not comfortable enough to go out there and say hi i'm this person i'm doing this It'd be great to have a follow-up chat or you know go to another event or you know collaborate on something you just don't know um and that's when you increase your chances for luck and you know that's how a lot of these things happen at the end of the day sort of encounters you just don't expect but yeah yeah you I, I totally 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 agree with that uh we were at at start summit uh, as well at this time and we i met so many so many people i didn't know that just really openly gave me feedback on on what we're working on and and you know gave me their email address to to follow up and give me additional feedback you know maybe in a month or so people are willing people i think it, i mean at least over here a lot of people are very i think they think oh nothing's gonna happen what's the point and you know but you know people do care you know most people out there are good yeah there's going to be a lot of you know we all get a lot of emails and replies you know no replies in fact or no replies to messages whereby people yeah. don't want to support you but you know if you ask the right people at the end of the day you will get you know somewhere definitely definitely my last question that I always ask uh, my guests is what's the last piece of content, be it a book or, or a podcast or a, a blog post or whatever um, that you consumed and that you would recommend to, to entrepreneurs? 
you know, ironically, I probably should have read this a long time ago, but I haven't because I'm in the middle of it at the moment. Um, but, you know, I think the lean startup in terms of a book is, you know, you know, summarizes a lot of the, you know, I suppose, specific issues um, that I have gone through before um, and probably should have read, you know, a bit earlier. I'm, and I think, you know, it's a very good place to start in terms of, you know, what you're looking at. Um, I mean, I, I'm not a big believer of, you know, you can read, you know, you can learn through reading, if that makes sense, not learn through doing. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've got to understand yep. the fundamentals, which, you know, come through, you know, books like that. Um, but, you know, also, you know, a big thing is just content. You know, you've got to be out there and, you know, you don't always have to be physically at events to learn, you know, what's the right thing to do and how to move on with things. Um, but, you know, if you sign up for things like TechCrunch, you at least get an idea of how markets move. Um, you can see podcasts even like this you know it's you know once you get more comfortable with content sometimes you know you can get more comfortable actually going out there and trying something but if you're not you know listening at all if you're not trying to at least change your mindset you know that's that's very hard to do i i i i do have to say i'm a i just love yeah. reading reading books um but it doesn't as you said it doesn't no. work if you just read them so what i try to do is i i look at the challenges that I have right now. And I, and I try to find some piece of content, be it a book or, or a podcast that talks about that. And I try to see, I try to see what other people did well yeah. and what they did not so well to, to kind of improve my chances, you know, for my own decisions in that, in that, in that challenge. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things people have to find what's comfortable for them because, you know, I mean, for me, you know, I didn't like law. <laughs> I mean, I still like law practically. I like, you know, doing it and, you know, working with, you know, lawyers when we've got to do stuff. But that's practical, you know, reading, you know, hundreds of pages every week is not what I consider, um, you know, learning. Um, so, you know, that doesn't work always you know, for me, but I do like reading a lot online. Um, but that's a different form of it. But yeah, I mean, you just got to find your, you know, your right, comfortable way of doing things. If you if you don't, you're just going to be, you know, going between a lot of different, you know, medium. Yeah, and I think at the end, it comes down to the, to the mindset of you know being open to, to learn, and be that be yeah. that through through books. It's a mixture, anyways. Be that you know books, videos, doing it, which is you know, the best teacher. Um, um, so I think it really comes down to, to that mindset. Absolutely. All right, Alex, that was it. Thank you so much for taking the time and being on our show. Great. No, no, really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this. Thanks a lot. And, you know, look forward to hearing uh, all the others that are going to be coming out. Thank you. And all the best for you and Agora. Take care. That was it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Startup Stories. Make sure to check out the show notes with additional links at nerdentrepreneurs.com. And if you like our podcast, leave a review on iTunes. See you on Monday.